Good morning, witches. This is the Witch Daily Show, coming to you from New Orleans, with host Tanya Brown. Our episodes span about 20 minutes long to give you just a little pop of magic. So, tune in, take a deep breath, and enjoy. Good morning, witches. It is December 22nd, 2023. It is Friday. I am Tanya, and this is the Witch Daily Show. Today's episode is brought to you by Redheaded Wit. So let's get your day going with a little magic. Our quote of the day is, remember, peace on earth, goodwill to men, includes witches. By Samantha Stevens, Bewitched. Moving into some headlines. You know, on Friday, I like to do kind of some more fun, silly ones. And this is talking about TV shows, specifically supernatural TV shows, and how we just don't do them the same anymore. And I completely agree. TV is does not feel like TV anymore. I do kind of blame Netflix because... TV used to span all year with like a small break and there'd be 22 episodes. So there was room and space to try things with the writers. Like the writers could try this and maybe the character should do this and maybe we should try to have them do this. And you could have like a redemption arc that lasted years and fans would fall in love with these characters and spend years of their life with them. I realized um, recently... There was a show that I started watching in my early 20s, and it ended in my early 30s. And I was like, wow, I spent my entire adulthood with these characters. Um, however, with streaming services now, there isn't – the fear of losing profit is so big. There's this fear of experimenting and trying. And, oh, you know, Netflix, uh, a show will be eight episodes, and it feels like just a really long movie instead of a tv show that has ups and downs and peaks and arcs and b storylines and uh all of this and then um you know they only make money off of new subscribers for that show so after two or three seasons they cancel it because if you're not watching it by now you're probably not going to and so yeah i kind of blame netflix for ruining television (laughs) Um, But as a lover of 90s TV, especially shows like Buffy and uh, Angel and Roswell and shows like that, Dark Angel, it's, yeah, they're just not like they used to. So the Mary Sue wrote about the same thing. They said, why aren't we making silly shows like Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel? So the writer goes on that they just finished watching these shows and they couldn't help but notice how tones have changed in television shows and how shows like Buffy and Angel could be funny and have comedies but be dark and how they could use humor as a weapon. So there are shows like Riverdale, which kind of does balance darker with humor, but Riverdale's humor comes from those who loved making fun of the show and it wasn't quite as well-crafted, I guess. Uh, as purposeful as Buffy and Angel was. 
So, like, 90s TV also had, like, a lot of camp. They were willing to try things and be daring. And you could have a character that, like, was a flop, but who cared? They were only there for one season, and these shows have, like, eight seasons, you know? So, um, Buffy, for example, had episodes on grief that were horrifically heartbreaking. Um, You know, there's books on the philosophy of Buffy. There's college courses on the morals of Buffy. And it was just, we just don't have TV shows like this anymore. We also just don't. There's also another thing I've noticed where TV shows back in the day had the ability to gauge audience reactions. So, for example, when you have a show from, like, Netflix where it's a really, really long movie, it has to be almost completely written and polished and perfect by the time it comes out. So there isn't the ability to make choices based off the audience. A great example for Buffy is the character Spike. He was supposed to die in season two. He ended up being the hero of pretty much the whole show by the end of it. And that happened because the audience liked him they thought he was funny and they liked seeing him on screen and uh, yeah it's just it's just different anyways uh charmed of course is another great example but yeah sometimes i worry that we'll never quite have the same magic of what television used to be and it kind of breaks my heart because like i said now tv shows just feel like really long movies where The difference between movies and television, television is its own art form, and we're losing that art form. It's genuinely kind of breaking my heart a bit. Uh, I really feel like TV saved my life. I had a really, really hard childhood, and if I hadn't been able to throw myself into the TV shows I loved, I genuinely don't know how I would have fared. So it really, really breaks my heart when you see an art form that you genuinely love and care about and you see that it's dying you know so i don't know maybe maybe things will change you know things come back around things shift uh you never know so i have hope but i definitely sense a buffy rewatch in my future i am gonna start doing the charmed rewatch get back on that on the patreon um in the new year so at least we can watch all the old stuff i love it all right witches I'm going to throw this over to our moon correspondent, and after this break, we will talk more. Hello to all of my astro friends. This is Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, coming at you with your daily moon mantra for Friday, December 15th. The waxing crescent moon moves from the lofty goals of Capricorn to the high-minded ideals of Aquarius today. Here, the moon squares Jupiter and conjuncts Pluto. The conjunction to Pluto can be quite intense, lending us a single-mindedness about what we'd like to accomplish with our day. The square to Jupiter says that if we really put in some solid effort, there will be rewards. The stars are telling us that if we put our minds to it and put our grinds to it, then we can really do it today. So get serious and get moving. Your daily moon mantra is, where focus goes, energy flows. This has been your Daily Moon Mantra with Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, signing off and reminding you that you are in charge of your own destiny. 
Red Haired Witch is an online shop with a unique mix of one-of-a-kind handmade items. Candles, jewelry, homegrown herbs, and a selection of crystals, vintage finds, and metaphysical items. Every order ships free and is carefully packaged by the owner, Lisa, herself. Lisa knows what she likes when shopping and looking for her own witchy items, and she's confident you'll like what she's curated in her shop. Many of the products offered are handcrafted in-house, including silver and gemstone jewelry, spell bottles, art, apothecary items, statues, incense, and more. You can shop securely at theredhairedwitch.com and can also find her on Instagram as the Red Haired Witch Shop, that's S-H-O-P-P-E, as well as on Facebook as the Red Haired Witch. All right, we are back. So one tradition of Christmas time and Yule time that I feel like we've lost is this the art of Christmas ghost stories. So we kind of touched on this earlier this week, but how Yule and Christmas used to be kind of darker. It was a time of fear, of worry, of danger. And we'd see reflection of that in the activities, particularly in the tradition of Victorian. God, the Victorians were really doing some wild stuff. Uh, but the tradition of ghost stories. And it's interesting. The Victorians did a lot. I mean, we can thank them for spiritualism. I think we can thank them for when people were eating mummies. Do you remember that? Ugh. I just think it's nuts. And And of course, spooky ghost stories i mean think charles dickens you know um uh scrooge i almost said scrooge mcduck um you know scrooge so it was a thing so we're gonna talk we're gonna share we're not gonna talk we're gonna share a popular ghost story i figured we could do this the next like two fridays so let's do one called The Old Nurse's Story. This was written by Elizabeth Gaskell in 1852. It was a classic Gothic Victorian ghost story, replete with ancestral secrets, organ music, and seriously, a haunted house. So here's an excerpt. I turned towards the long, narrow windows, and there, sure enough, I saw a little girl. Less than my Miss Rosamond, dressed all unfit to be out of doors, such a bitter night crying and beating against the window panes as if she wanted to be let in. She seemed to sob and wail till Miss Rosamond could bear it no longer and was flying to the door to open it. When, all of a sudden, close up upon us, the great organ pealed out so loud and thundering it fairly made me tremble and all the more when I remembered me that, even in the stillness of the dead cold weather, I had heard no sound of little battering hands upon the window glass. Although the phantom child had seemed to put forth all its force, and although I had seen it wail and cry, no faintest touch of sound had fallen upon my ears. Whether I remembered all this at the very moment, I do not know. The great organ sound had so stunned me into terror, but this I know. I caught up Miss Rosamond before she got to the hall door opened and clutched her and carried her away, kicking and screaming into the large bright kitchen where Dorothy and Agnes were busy with their mince pies. Ooh, a classic child ghost trying to get into your house. Ooh. So creepy. So if, if you like that one, you can find the full version, I'm sure. 
So this one is called The Kit Bag by Aldrin Blackwood in 1908. It is difficult to say exactly at what point fear begins, when the causes of that fear are not plainly before the eyes. Impressions gather on the surface of the mind, film by film, as ice gathers upon the surface of still water, but often so lightly that they claim no defiant recognition from the unconscious. Then a point is reached where the accumulated impressions become a definite emotion, and the mind realizes that something has happened. With something of a start, Johnson suddenly recognized he felt nervous, oddly nervous. Also that for some time past, the cause of this feeling had been gathering slowly in his mind, and that he had only just reached the point where he was forced to acknowledge them. He watched sleepily the flakes, silver and dark, falling against the lamplight. The time had come for him to set out on his journey westward. Yes, the newspapers were right. Snow was general all over Ireland. It was falling on every part of the dark central plain, on the treeless hills, falling softly upon the Bago Allen, and farther westward, falling slowly into the dark, mutinous Shannon waves. It was falling, too, upon every part of the lonely churchyard on the hill where Michael Furey lay buried. It lay thickly, drifted on the crooked crosses and headstones, on the spheres of little gates and barren thorns. His soul swooned slowly as he heard the snow falling faintly through the universe and faintly falling, like the descent of their last end upon the living and the dead. So are we bringing back spooky little ghost stories? I think we should. Um, and there's quite a few books where you can find some. Uh, this one is called Victorian Christmas Ghost Stories. There's another one I found. Let's see. From the, oh, To Be Read at Dusk, Three Strange Winter's Tales by the Carterhoff School. So I think this is something we bring back. You know, I say we find those Victorian ghost stories. I also think it would be uh, great for kids uh, to be exposed to, um, you know, this kind of older style of writing. It could help with like their uh, reading comprehension, maybe like complexity. That could be interesting. But yeah, I say we bring it back. Oh my gosh, I love it. So I'm down for making Christmas Gothic again. You know, is anyone else down? Anyways. All right, witches, it is Friday. Oh my gosh, it is Friday. And we are 10 days till uh, the Christmas season. So this is a great time to remind you that we do do our Christmas variety show every year. It is on Christmas Day. And why do we do this? Well, the holidays are really hard for people. It's especially hard mental health-wise for a lot of people. Either they are alone for whatever reason, maybe they're traveling or their family's far away, or maybe their chosen family have, um, you know, other obligations, but it can be a really hard time for people. And I started doing the Christmas variety show because I wanted everybody, no matter their situation, no matter what they were doing that day, I wanted everybody to feel like they had a place to be and people waiting for them you know? And so this is why we do this every year since the podcast has started. I think this is our fourth Christmas variety show. And I'm super excited. I'm super, uh, I just finished planning it. We have all the, we have almost all the recordings 
And I just have to kind of put it together, record my parts, and I'm so excited to get that out. So uh, just know uh, that will be there for you. You don't have to listen to it on Christmas Day if you would rather save it for New Year's or your drive, your long drive from one family house to another. Uh, I just want it to be there for people because, yeah, you know, the world is interesting right now. And I just want all of us to have a little corner where we can feel wanted and expected. And yeah. All right, witches. That's all I've got for you today. I do want to give some shout outs to Veronica Fanny. Veronica, you wise, perfect fire dragon. Cassidy Tunnell, you spiffy, beautiful kraken. Jennifer Miller, you avant-garde, playful spider queen. And Lex, you glittery, sparkling tiger. Thank you so much for being Patreon supporters. I really, really appreciate it. And that is all I've got for you today. All right, witches. Well, yeah, we will talk to, uh, next week, Monday. Okay. Bye. Witches, we hope you have a wonderful day full of joy and gentleness and confidence. Links for this week's episodes, our website, Patreon, along with a free daily card pull, can be found at witchpod.com. One stop for everything we talk about. Now, take one more deep breath and have a great day.